Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share Home Threads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At HomeThreads.com, discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to HomeThreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Dinner and I Just Feed You, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. HomeThreads, love where you live. That's HomeThreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, Build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. Is anyone else struggling with what to wear these days? I've been pretty frustrated with getting dressed over the last few months as I've navigated body changes, and some days I quite literally have no idea what to wear. Enter Armoire. Armoire allows you to rent high quality designer clothing for every occasion. When I signed up, I took a style quiz, and based on my preferences, they offered suggestions that would best match my life. I've been renting clothes from Armoire for a while now, and the more I rent, the more on point the suggestions get. Plus, you send what you wear back, which is a great way to try new styles without waste. Armoire also has such a fantastic range of options. Whether you're planning an outfit for a date night, packing for a conference, or maybe a family event, or just need some updated options for everyday life, you'll be the best-dressed person in the room without ever having to find time for an exhausting shopping day. Right now, Didn't I Just Feed You listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash D-I-J-F-Y. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-I-J-F-Y to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. You can get super creative with ramen. So Roy Choi, famous chef out of Los Angeles, he has a recipe on the New York Times for what he calls perfect ramen, which is how he grew up eating it. It might even be in one of his cookbooks. But he basically cooks it with the seasoning packet, then he poaches an egg in the broth, right? So he pushes the noodles aside, so there's a I love that of yes. hot broth. And he slips the egg in and very gently kind of urges the noodles and the broth over the egg so that it sinks and poaches. And then he tops it with two slices of American cheese. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding kids. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Hey guys, before we jump into today's conversation, all about how to make instant ramen a legit family meal, we're going to give our Didn't I Just Feed You community a little shout out. It's my favorite place on the internet. Our listeners group is the most knowledgeable, joyful group of home cooks. They help each other solve everything from dinner dilemmas to party plans which is why we want to make sure that everyone knows that you can join for free. 
We only ask for your email address and you can hop in and out of the community by logging into a site or an app. It's your choice. It only takes seconds. And hey, if you're able to comfortably support Didn't I Just Feed You and our efforts to publish free weekly episodes, we would love to welcome you to our community as a supporting member. Supporting members can pledge their support monthly or annually and receive awesome perks, including two exclusive episodes every month, live events, lifetime access to our private Instagram feed, and a huge quarterly giveaway. All right, can I just say that you just rolled right into calling them bonus episodes? You didn't even call them a mini the way I know, because they're not minis. They are we not were like, minis. okay, we're gonna promise minis, and then you know us, we like to chat. So you get <laughs> two full episodes exclusive to our supporting community every month, um, including things like how to make ramen a legit family dinner. How to make I'm really excited ramen. about this Instant episode. Ramen. Instant, Instant ramen. ramen. Let's talk about that I think this is an important dis yes. distinction, Do right? It. So we're not going to talk about Japanese ramen in any depth today like because traditional we are not experts art. in that and yes. we would love to find the perfect guest. So do shout us out if you can think of someone who like makes the best ramen as an authority on the subject because we would love to do a follow-up episode with them. We're going to talk about like the super ubiquitous instant ramen. We're going Top low brow. ramen. We're going 69 low cents a packet. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're doing. We're going TikTok. We're going, my 14-year-old son, like we're yes, doing. Yes, before we get into that though, like do you love ramen? Did you eat ramen as oh. like a broke college student or yes. as a latchkey kid, which is my experience? Yeah, so not as a latchkey kid because though I was a latchkey kid. I know, we've heard about how you used to like mime on the counters for cans of tuna and you're like, this is so disappointing, mom. Sardines this is not actually, food. thank sardines. you, okay. sardines. Are even worse. <laughs> Even worse. And that I used to like trade in the lunchroom for like packets of hot chocolate and I'd like lick my finger and put it in the powder because yes. I was like, anything sugar, please. So my mom was like a super crunchy, like 70s. So did you even have top ramen no. in the house? Okay. No. But as a no college student. As a college student, 100%, because you can make it just with a kettle. I mean, that's yes, what's amazing. Or a microwave. Or a microwave. Um, and then I kind of abandoned it. I must have eaten it after college, but I kind of forgot about it. And I think we're going to talk about this, but I definitely fell prey to the conversation about sodium and MSG and those packets being quote unquote unhealthy. Yeah, I think we like, all lived all through that, right? Yeah. Or for so long, even in food media, it was like, it's okay to use the noodles, but yeah. don't use the seasoning packet. Like, we're just going to do that. And totally. I disagree with that. One of my pleasures of being a latchkey kid, and this was like with my brother who I grew up with, was eating the ramen noodles with the seasoning <laughs> raw, like uncooked. <laughs> Come on. It's so good. It's like crunchy. I've it's honestly like, never tried it. The, even the crunchy noodles are a little greasy. Yeah. It's a little and then weird. You, okay. So you like, you know how there's like a natural yeah. fold in the top ramen noodles? You split that open so you have these two like thin wafers of ramen noodles, <laughs> and then you sprinkle the seasoning packet over the top of it, sometimes with butter, sometimes without, like butter to help it stick, and just eat it. Like it's just like a softened butter, like yeah. right out of the fridge. Yeah, softened butter. Okay. Like toast almost. Yeah. And then eat that, we would eat that as a snack after school 
before my mom got home. And you know that people now that ramen is such a big like social media trend, people use it as a bun and they do like ramen what? burgers. Oh yeah, you haven't seen this? I yes. guess I have, yeah. I've seen it as a topping for shepherd's pie. Although in that case, you do cook them first and then you top the casserole and then you brown it in the broiler. Yes. But I've seen people use raw like sheets of ramen noodle as a bun. And can we talk about the greatest potluck salad of all time where it's like broccoli yes. slaw, you make the special dressing, it's crumbled up ramen noodles and slivered almonds. It's so good. You do it with broccoli, I do it with cabbage. Same I don't know, difference. I grew up with broccoli slaw. All right, yeah. whatever it is. It's good. It's good stuff. Okay, so it sounds like you have kept ramen in your life Always. all the way through. It's a never <laughs> ending through. love affair. Okay, so I brought ramen back because of my 14 year old. He was like, I want ramen. And then the first time mm. I made it, I definitely used the Jacobson salt ramen yes. seasoning, which we have shouted out many times. I do it because I actually love the flavor and it has like the perfect level of spiciness to it. And the ginger yes. in it is such a good hit of ginger. Instead of it just being like a delicious salt umami bomb, it has a little bit more subtlety. Like you said, the ginger and there's some spice. I do actually consider it a pantry staple at this point. Yeah, like, me too. I get stressed out if our Jacobson sea salt ramen seasoning totally. is out. Yes. Totally. Okay, so I made that for him, and he was like, this is delicious, this is great, but why didn't you use the packet? <laughs> <laughs> so then we went to the Japanese market in Brooklyn, and there were like a thousand flavors. Yes. And I was like, oh my God, and like pulling them all off the shelf, and we've tried, like, we did a whole taste test. It was really fun. So there are tons of flavors. It definitely, if you hit the international store, you can really experiment. And I know I joked about lowbrow. Food isn't highbrow or lowbrow. Right. It just is. But you really can, like, there's some diversity of flavor and options and even a little bit of diversity of quality if you go to an Asian market. Which is look. also sort of why we think it's an this is an essential episode. Like, we talked about pasta. You yeah. can buy the really cheap non-brand name pasta or you can get the de coco yes. and like it's very beautiful pasta yes. same is true of ramen like the top ramen is great and if that fits your budget and your ethos for feeding your family then you should absolutely absolutely buy that yes. but then you can find more authentic ramen you yeah. can buy organic there's even ramen that's like low gluten or made is from rice true? noodles. Yeah. Oh, I think I Halo. Lotus, Isn't yeah, that? Lotus Foods where yes. they make like a rice ramen noodle yeah. or like a black rice ramen noodle. That's really good. And can we just pause for a second talking about budget? Because I think that is the other beauty of ramen is that it is affordable. Yes. It is something that every family can afford. And then there's so many different ways that you can use it. It's absolutely delicious on its own. Just the noodles and just water in the seasoning packet, or adding a bunch of stuff, which is what we're gonna talk about okay, today. Okay, but I don't wanna get into that. Okay, yeah, wait, why? Real what quick, are we doing first? I wanna hear about Isaac's viral TikTok ramen that you made for him, because I feel like there was a weird kismet where you had that happening at your home in Brooklyn, and then here in Chattanooga, um, Emmett, my youngest, actually like went crazy for ramen. He went crazy. I mean, not crazy. <laughs> Know okay, what I no, mean. I do know what you no. mean. What do you do? What do you do? Well, it was just this cute thing where I had a super late, they were home. I had a super late lunch because I was working and I made myself ramen with like um, crispy snap peas chop chopped up on top of it and a fried egg. Like no broth, just like butter and the seasoning. And he saw my bowl and he was like, I want that. 
I feel like anytime anyone sees ramen noodles in a bowl, they're like, I want that. I want that. It's really hard not yeah. to feel that way. And so did he eat it up? I had to make, well, that was my lunch, Billis. Oh, I was sorry. not about to give it to him. What do you mean? You don't sacrifice no. your food for your no, children? No, I was like, I'll get another <laughs> another pot of water going. It'll take a couple minutes. But it only takes a couple minutes. That's the other beautiful thing about ramen. Yeah. Affordable, and it really doesn't take a lot of time. Even when you dress it up, which we're going to get to, yes. it doesn't take a lot of time. So for me, it was a little bit different. Isaac is really, really like not into food, food media. Like I'm always sending him stuff and he's like, I don't give a crap. We talked a little bit about this when we talked with Braca about feeding teens. Yes. Yes. So my little one is the one who's like into food with me. But Isaac was sick for almost an entire week. I know. And he, all he did... I guess teens today don't watch movies when you're sick. Like that used to be I my feel like pleasure. That's part of like a good sick day. I agree. You get to watch all the like lifetime movies or, or whatever. Or like binge watch yeah. series. Literally, he was on TikTok all day. But he ended up in all these different corners of TikTok and he discovered food TikTok. Okay. And then specifically ramen. He loves all kinds of Asian food. He loves Thai food. He loves Japanese food. So he came to me when he started feeling better and he was like, I want this. And he put the phone <laughs> in my face and I was like, all right, what is that? And you're like, okay, do I actually have those things? And I did. Like I had everything. Which is amazing. Which and speaks I, to the versatility so. of instant ramen. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I made this ramen. And actually, there are a couple of viral TikTok ramen. So I don't know, like, which one this, that was. Right. That's fair. But we can I developed link the recipe. to it in show notes. Yes. Yes. Not, we're not just going to link to it. We're going to link to our recipe in oh, show notes. Okay. We have a recipe for this now because it was so good and everybody in the family wanted it. And it's basically just chopping a couple of cloves of garlic grating some fresh ginger, sauteing ground beef, but it really could be ground pork, it could be ground turkey, whatever you want, and then chili garlic sauce. That's it. The beautiful thing, and we're going to get into this, is that you can riff off of that. You can put in a tablespoon of peanut butter. You can add lime juice. You can add a little soy salt if you want it to be even more salty. There's, You could take that flavor packet and add it. Yeah. But for what we did, we just have a base recipe. It's just the garlic, the ginger, the beef, and then chili garlic sauce. Saute the beef, set it aside. You've got ramen noodles. You boil them. You toss them with butter. A little bit of the cooking water is going to help you melt that butter and coat the noodles well. And then you top the noodles with the ground beef. You fry an egg. You put it on top. Done. Done. Two pans, one to boil ramen and one to that's cook the right. beef and the egg. That's right. And that's it. Yeah, because when you take that's out like the beef. That's like a 15-minute meal. It's It was so good. I, Oliver was like, wait, did you make me some? And then Mike came down. He's like, wait, where's mine? <laughs> I was like, okay. See, is that the thing that happens? Yes. Like Emmett being like, I 100%. want that. You have to make me one. Yeah. Once you make ramen, you have to make sure you have enough for everybody. But it was funny that it was even a mental shift for me to be like, oh, why? Like when I sit down to make a meal plan, I would have never thought to put this on my, like to write why? this out. Do you I don't think? know. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think of ramen as a sort of like, I don't want to call it a desperation dinner, but it's more like a back pocket thing where it's like, I'm, mm. I'm not going to purposefully plan on this being our meal. I'm going to have it in the pantry for yeah. like a last minute dinner plans went to dinner. Yeah. Backup. I a don't backup even dinner. think for me, I don't even think it's a backup dinner, but I now, yes. Yes. Isaac I changed the game. I think of it as a, 
lunch and snack. Okay. Like Isaac will snack on ramen. Yeah. Well, you have growing boys with like big appetites right yes. now. Yes. So, and I also like cup of noodle. Like it feels yes. like a in-between meals kind of thing. And also, I've never really purchased those, you know how they come in the really big packs? Oh, I have. Yeah. So <laughs> I've always have like one or two packages of ramen and that's yeah. not enough for us as a family. But now I'm going for the You do. Just do it. Guy. You'll have zero regrets now. Yeah. They last forever yeah. in the pantry. Okay, so let's talk about the thing of like what makes it go from a, a snack to a meal. Like okay. how can you take the basic ramen and make it more substantial? Okay, so I think that we really do need to talk about how to dress ramen, but let's get to that in a second because I think the thing that really makes it a dinner and makes it satisfying for me and filling for Mike is protein. Okay. Is adding protein. And vegetables too. Honestly, although not always. <laughs> but the protein can be meat, it can be tofu, it can be eggs. Yes. Um, frying an egg, we've already talked about that. That's like a classic and that runny yolk is so beautiful. Right. But another TikTok trend, have you seen mayo ramen? No, and I feel like I would not like that. No, so it looks please so good. Tell me. Okay. You take an egg, a raw egg, and you whisk it in a bowl with mayonnaise. Okay. And then, like, that's it. You could leave it at that, or you can add, again, like, chili garlic sauce or, you know, soy sauce, chopped garlic, whatever you want. And then you can temper that. No one shows that on TikTok, but you know you need to temper it, but right? All Real quick, you can't just casually be like, you have to temper it. You have to explain that tempering is Tell adding them. a little Tell bit them, of the baby. cooking liquid to something where there's raw eggs so that when you add like the hot noodles, you're not just making scrambled eggs. Yeah. But I would also think that all the fat and the already stable emulsion of the mayo would actually make that egg mixture pretty stable. Anyway, well, so you might not even really I, need to temper right. it. And people... Don't, don't on TikTok. I know. I temper it because it makes me nervous. Because you're worried I don't that like, the eggs will scramble. I don't like any kind of, like even, you know, little egg white bites, like yes. the little yes. tiny, tiny curdle. I don't like that. So you're probably right about that, actually, that the mayo stabilizes the egg. But either way, you're literally just whisking mayo and egg, and then you're pouring it into the broth. Whether the broth is plain or, you know, you've seasoned it with a seasoning packet or some other way. Yes. You season it yourself. So you can add an egg that way. And that's going to make a thicker, richer broth. Almost like like egg drop soup or miso in the thickness, like where it's not super thick. Yeah. Yeah, but thickened. Yes. Okay. A little bit thickened, but it isn't like, you know, egg drop soup has that viscosity. Yes. It doesn't have that. It's just like cloudy and just a little, has a little bit more heft and like silkiness to it. I don't love that as a meal because I feel like I need to, I want to eat the egg. Like I want to, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, there's something mental, emotional there of like, it's a, eating as a sauce, like eating your protein as a sauce versus like yes. actually feeling like you got to yes. eat your protein. You can add a hard boiled egg. You can add a soft, like a really delicious jammy egg. Meat, you can use leftover meat. You can take a rotisserie chicken and you can pull it apart. Or you can thinly slice pork, beef, and actually swish it around in the broth. Have you ever had shabu shabu? Yes. Right? Like that. And then you can cook the meat in the hot broth, like as it's boiling and finishing off. 
you can do that and you have nice little thin, uh, not strips, slices, Yes. right? Or you can braise meat. Braised meat is really delicious. So, Which makes it a good option for leftovers. Like yes. if you cooked a whole batch of stew beef or a pork shoulder. Yes. So putting it on top of ramen is a way to like stretch those leftovers. Totally. It's a perfect way. What else? Tofu. Tofu. You know, I love, you love crisp, tofu. I love crispy tofu. And I was also thinking about our recipe and how we're choosing to use ground beef yeah. or ground pork as an example, where you could easily do tofu crumbles and just add a ton of seasoning to kind of like flavor bomb it, like that garlic chili sauce, yes. soy sauce, um, even a little bit of brown sugar or rice wine vinegar. But I feel like I wouldn't be who I am in our partnership if I wasn't like, okay, thinly sliced beef sounds great, braised pork also sounds great, but what about like frozen chicken nuggets? Oh, do it, right? I don't or know. like a frozen chicken patty, like katsu almost. Yes. Uh, cook it in the oven, slice it thinly, and put it on top of the ramen. Beautiful. Hot dogs. Okay. <laughs> I you feel like that I was one dogs. of those times where I'm you were quietly telling me to f off. No. <laughs> I like it. I actually Why think that would be dogs? delicious. Why not hot dogs? I think that's fine. But also, maybe I, it's I like really how I feel right about now. Sausage, yes. like in general, either totally. bulk sausage crumbled up or totally like all of it. You know. Something like a Seymour sausage where it's like super flavorful yes. and all you have to do is heat it up because it's fully cooked. So you just slice it and put it on top of the ramen. I have another one for you. Bacon, which yes. I know, you know, you talked about, well, even like the chicken nuggets. Yes. Like you could crisp the bacon, but honestly, it's going to get soggy in the broth. But using bacon the way you would like pork jowl or something like that, where you actually just braise it in the sauce. So it's gonna be a little bit of a different texture than people are used right. to. It's not crispy bacon, it's soft. almost like braised. But it is still so good. And you can just cut it into pieces. So it's like little pieces of soft bacon, but that fat is also gonna melt into the broth and give you a really nice, rich, delicious broth that feels oh, I don't even want to say it, but like a tiny, tiny bit like the real deal. Because, you know, yes. ramen masters spend... The broth is what's essential to 100%. Japanese ramen. And so we're not even going to really touch on that. Right. But there are, like, if you buy high-quality broth or if you buy bo bone broth and then add some things to enhance it, you can get closer to, like, ramen shop. Yeah, just like having some of that fat and richness really helps make a difference yes. and makes your ramen delicious. But I'm going to go back because remember I was like, eh, you said something and crispy. So you were talking about crispy tofu, which I love. And we have said many times over on the show that that's part of how we get really flavorful, family friendly, everybody loves it tofu. Yes. But... I was just thinking about like Korean hot pots and stews and how you just do silken tofu and like break it up into pieces and let it stew. That could be really delicious too. It's just let, especially if you make a really flavorful sauce and not just the regular broth that's a little bit thin and probably won't impart quite enough flavor, but you thicken it, you make it really flavorful and then you let silken tofu cook along with the noodles for a little bit. That would probably be delicious. Okay, so I'm really struggling with that from 
a textural standpoint. Why? Like, Tell me. I think the noodles will be soft, the tofu will be soft, and there won't be enough contrast. So could we talk about, mm. not to take you away from protein, but I want to talk about veggies, okay. like crispy veggies. Yes. And then let's talk about ways to add more flavor and more texture okay. to instant ramen. Okay, let's do it. So let's talk about veggies. You start. Okay. I immediately think of grated carrots. Okay. I think that there has to be some rules. I'm going to make some rules do up it. right now. This is a weird thing. I like breaking rules. Yeah, okay. Me. Well, I just think about like being able to get a fork full or a spoonful of ramen. And if your vegetables are weirdly sized, like sometimes that mm. looks beautiful. Like you see on Instagram, yes. thinly sliced cabbage on a bowl of ramen, which actually that probably works. Yeah. But then like carrot coins and they're like raw carrot coins. And you're like, how mm. is someone gonna get that on their fork? I like carrot coins in my ramen. I think it's, I think shredded, shredded or pickled. I just don't like when everything is completely uniform. I need it to be fair size, but like shredded, I feel like I get a textural issue when I have long skinny noodles, long skinny shreds of cabbage, long skinny shreds of carrot like it's too much oh, see, that sounds like my ideal where you just get it's like the sandwich thing where i'm worried about things falling apart and not getting everything in one bite so like if everything was the same shape and i could twirl it around my fork i would be so happy i would like like snap peas that have been like cut into like four across okay like on the bias see i agree Shredded with that cabbage and then carrot coins okay. like i like that as long as everything fits on a spoon or a fork like that's what I need, but I can twirl the cabbage and the noodles and then I can like I can scoop up something along the way. Okay. Our textural <laughs> and shape issues aside, rapid fire vegetables to put on top of ramen. Uh okay. Carrot, cabbage, bok choy. Um, bok choy is a great one. Yeah, yeah, love bok choy. And actually, bok choy gets the perfect texture when you just kind of quickly, like it's a little throw bit more than the a broth. branch, yes. right? But you just like throw it in the broth. Um, you could do broccoli. I don't like broccoli and ramen, Fair. but a I lot do. of people My do. do. Also, because we're, we're going to get to this, but like you can get super creative with ramen. So Roy Choi, famous chef out of Los Angeles, he has a recipe on the New York Times for what he calls perfect ramen, which is how he grew up eating it. It might even be in one of his cookbooks. But he basically cooks it with the seasoning packet. Then he poaches an egg in the broth, right? So he pushes the noodles aside. So there's a I love that of yes. hot broth. And he slips the egg in and very gently kind of urges the noodles in the broth over the egg so that it sinks and poaches. And then he tops it with two slices of American cheese. And stirs How is it that up. vegetable related? That's not, but I, <laughs> here's where I'm going. Follow me, Megan. Follow me. Follow okay, me. Okay. You get a nice cheesy version, and then broccoli suddenly makes more sense oh, to me. Okay. I was going to say, what about like freeze-dried broccoli? Like Trader oh. Joe's makes a crunchy, like crumbled up on top. Could be really good. I'm not with you on that. Okay. One. That's like the braised tofu. Yes. It agree might get for to me it might get on that like point. soft. Yes. And when freeze dried stuff gets liquidy, it like mats together. I don't know. But maybe like the very end. Okay. Or maybe mixed into a flavor bomb. So let's hold on that. Yeah. Let's not get too okay. caught up on broccoli too, because I want to mention Any other vegetables? frozen edamame. Yes. 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 Shelled. Totally. Preferably. Yes. Any kind of pickle that pickled veg. Yeah. You know my kids. 
eat so many cucumbers and they love like them thinly sliced yeah. on top of their ramen yes. or we'll make a quick pickle. But I'm even thinking of like pickled carrots and jalapenos like in that very Tex-Mex style. Yeah. Or kimchi. Kimchi for sure. Delicious. Or even oh, I want just, that now. I know. Even just taking <laughs> like the pickle liquid that you have in your fridge, thinly yeah. slicing like some... Sweet peppers, you know the little snacky yes. ones that you always oh, buy for lunch boxes. Red peppers for sure. Carrots yep. and green onion and maybe like a jalapeno or something else green and throwing that in the pickle brine while you're making the ramen and then using that as like a topping and your veggie component yes. to your ramen. So I have two things to say. One is I want to go back to cucumber for a while. I have a weird thing about warm cucumbers. That's I know fair. people do that, but I can't. That's okay. It's like you with cooked grapes. Yes. Like it's I get not it. right. I really actually get it. Yeah. We're, it's like that's <laughs> not We're right so aligned on that. Okay. Okay. All you had to say was cooked grapes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other thing I was going to say is that I do think that ramen is a great, presents a great opportunity for introducing new vegetables. Mm. I mean, I live in the Northeast, so, you know, by December, you want to like, you know, you can't deal with another sweet potato and apple. Like it just gets Although really boring. Although a roasted sweet potato on ramen oh, would yeah. be delicious. That would be delicious. Okay. But radishes, daikon, a lot of like root vegetables or just like taking your kid on a weekend, parsnips, going to the Asian market and kind of introducing them to some new vegetables and then being able to put it out just kind of like a build your own, a DIY. They can kind of pick and choose and touch and smell and maybe they'll try it, maybe they won't. But it's really great. It's like a bowl meal or a DIY meal. Right, where they can way. have a little serving yes. of that new vegetable yes. along with their favorites like the cucumbers yes. or the edamame. Because radish and daikon, I like both. Like you can slice it and throw it in or you can grate it and put a little dollop of grated right on top yes. and then kind of stir it in. Talking about root vegetables reminded me that any roasted vegetable on top yes, of ramen, like totally. whether it's a leftover because you roasted a chicken and you have like some roasted onions and roasted carrots, you can totally use that on top of ramen. Or you can be intention and do like delicata squash yes. pieces, butternut squash. What other root vegetables am I not thinking about? I also love celery and I feel like it does not get- I love celery. The like respect that it deserves. This? Because I feel that way about celery too, but also celery again, I'm a little iffy on it when it's warm. Roasted celery you wouldn't love? I don't know. I mean, I I might. I feel like I should try it, but it's like the cucumber and the grape thing. A very watery vegetable to me, like even romaine. Like, don't give me grilled romaine. I don't want that. <laughs> I want like, I want my romaine like crisp and fresh. But I... First of all, like separate from ramen, I'm super into trying roasted celery. I do love roasted leeks. Yes, I and think you like could, could change be... your mind about okay. roast. Like you can't just throw raw celery on something warm and it always yes. work. Sometimes it does. Yeah. It's like good contrast. Pr at a prune in New York, yeah. I had the most mind-blowing <sighs> celery toast. It was Ooh. like a piece of crispy bread that had That's probably so been fried good. in a ton of butter. Yeah, of course. Um, there was some sort of sauce on it, which Duh. I'm kind of blanking on because there was a lot of wine. Okay. And then blue cheese and celery. <sighs> and it was incredible. That sounds so good. And so there it was. The celery was kind of warmed up and the cheese was at yeah. room temperature. All right. We went yes. way off track. I know. Okay. You basically put almost any vegetable <laughs> in yes. ramen, right? Yes. So we've talked protein, we've talked vegetables, 
I want to talk about how to build flavor and we'll go really quick. I want to talk about like sauces and broths because you can toss drained ramen noodles in just a quick sauce. You can make a broth and anything in between. And then we're going to do an old school quick fire round okay. of like flavor bomb toppings. Okay. So sauces and broths. Flavor bases. Flavor bases. There you go. Yes. Technical. Okay. So one, just broth. Really just good broth. quality broth. We kind of hit on that already. But let's talk about quickly how you could make your own ramen broth. Like if you don't, even if you don't have Jacobson, like just chicken broth. Chicken broth, garlic, lots of garlic, ginger, ginger mm-hmm. maybe a little green onion, dry or fresh. Yep. Any of those things. A little soy sauce. Yes. You can always add a little vinegar. Like I think rice wine is vinegar is actually key. So rice wine vinegar or like we love um, Acid Leagues, all yes. their flavor. Like they have a honey yuzu that I just am obsessed with. I know I've talked about almost too much. Yeah. But it's seriously so good for either. Like and I would add that towards the end. Yes. Like I wouldn't be boiling my ramen with that Definitely. acid in that it would make your noodles a little bit softer, which also maybe you want, but... But you'll lose that sharpness, which yes. is the whole point of adding an acid. But also, honestly, you could go like in a different flavor direction and flavor your broth with like pesto and Absolutely. then do a little squeeze of lemon as the acid. Absolutely, and then top that with just like chopped tomatoes, you know, and make it like, that's the cool thing about instant ramen. I think that's why it's so prone to these viral food trends because it's it's really just like pasta. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's like it's, a blank slate. It's a noodle and you can go in any direction with it. Yes. Okay, broths, but then sauces. Yeah, we right? said pesto, but what about hoisin? Love that. Not just the garlic chili sauce that we talked about, but garlic chili crisp. Yes. As an as a I think of that as a topping that more than be a, a sauce. topping, but you could add it to broth if yes. you wanted to. Or if you're just doing like buttered noodles and you want like a hot wing vibe. Yeah. You could do no broth, buttered noodles, chili crisp, a little bit of honey. Yes. And then like chicken tenders on top. So good. It's a totally different direction. But another it would be thing delicious. that you could do is just, you know, garlic, ginger, soy sauce. And then like a quarter cup of brown sugar so that it almost gets glazy. You want to stop cooking it before it gets too thick because you want to be able to toss the noodles. But then the hot noodles will kind of loosen it up a little bit and you get like a thick coating, almost almost like like a peanut sauce or teriyaki. Yes. 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 Totally. So that's a great way to go. Teriyaki. I mean, just grab a teriyaki Your favorite bottle. Totally. So don't think of ramen necessarily just as soup. You know, it With can broth, be dressed you can all dress these it ways. As a sauce. And you said peanut sauce. Yeah. But we didn't really talk about that. We have on our Instagram a really great, like, little use it up Instagram yeah. reel. We're like, here's how to build a quick peanut sauce in the jar after it's like all the peanut butter is almost gone. I have tried so many different peanut sauce recipes, and like, time and time again, one of the best is just. Garlic, peanut butter, soy sauce, lime juice, and that's it. And like chili garlic. A little bit of hot water also I feel like helps yes. break it up that's it. and make and it literally saucy. shake it or whisk it. Like that's yes. it. Adding poison to that, like just a Ooh, teaspoon so is really good. delicious too. But like that's it. It's so simple and that's delicious. Yeah. Would you ever do ramen with tomato sauce? Mmm. I don't know. You just made me pause. Uh, probably not. That doesn't sound good to me. <laughs> 
That sounds like too much effort to you. It just doesn't sound good to me. I guess if I'm going to do noodles with tomato sauce, I would do pasta with tomato sauce. But like, absolutely, if you don't have pasta or your kid just really likes the texture of ramen. Yeah. Like who can, yeah, sure. I'm also thinking of the other viral food trends of like the pink pasta, which is basically like tomato yeah, you paste can, you love that. with garlic <laughs> and a little bit of heavy cream and like I honestly think as a sauce for ramen, yeah. that would be really good. Great. Yes. Do it. Almost like a vodka sauce. Yeah. yeah. And then what would you top it with? Like a little bit of grilled chicken or grilled chicken or chicken even or like cucumbers, tomato, yeah. pepper, like almost a Greek-ish yeah. flavor profile. Any sauce that you would use for mac and cheese that can go on your ramen too? See, I wouldn't have even sauce. thought about that. Yeah. Yeah, so cheese sauce. Basically mac and cheese ramen. And now I'm like, oh, we didn't even talk about the fact that you can like cook ramen and then make cold noodle salads. Yes. Like the peanut noodles. So then it opens up ramen to be yes. great lunchbox fodder. And all you need is a vinaigrette or any kind of like simple like soy ginger like shape. Yeah. You know what I mean? We probably wouldn't say like peanut sauce because of allergies in classrooms. Yes, definitely but not. you could do some sort of like creamy dressing like yeah. that. Like um, not just Co's, their miso lemon dressing that would, would be, be really delicious. great on cold ramen noodles. Yeah. Okay, to wrap it up, I love this idea of flavor bombing do it. ramen. Bomb like it. you have your beautiful broth, it's yes. got lots of garlic and ginger in it. What can you put on top that adds visual interest? Cause that's important to me. <laughs> We eat with our eyes, tons of flavor, yep. and maybe some texture. Should we just do like a rapid fire? Yes. Let's go back and go, forth. Go, go, go. Okay, so chopped scallions. If you're going like in the Asian flavor diaspora direction, yes. right? Toasted sesame for a kake. Uh, if you don't have that, you could just take toasted seaweed and chop it up and put it on top. We didn't even talk about nori. Yeah. As an option. Exactly. Yeah. What else? Like chili garlic. How about toasted breadcrumbs? You know that I love toasted breadcrumbs. And we've talked about it in the context of like pasta and some proteins where you're going to toss it with butter and Parmesan, but you could do anything. I mean, you could do like use butter with a tiny bit of sesame oil to toast the breadcrumbs and add a little nori that you've chopped up and sesame seeds like all in there and make just like a Asian-y crunch type okay. thing. Hot sauce. Yeah. I think of slivered almonds also as oh, a great option cool. for some yeah. of that like crunchy with nori yes. and maybe there's like some orange zest in there yes. and either Fancy. you pull that together in a bowl or like you said, saute it yep. on top. I also think of some of the vegetables as like flavor bomb finishers, adding totally. visual interest and crunch like those radishes you mentioned, yep. thinly sliced or pickled, that brings a ton of color, spice, and some contrast in flavor and texture. I just had a crazy idea. Okay, going get crazy. Back, it's not that crazy <laughs> at all, actually. <laughs> but going back to what you said at the beginning of the episode where you would eat it raw, mm -hmm. like what about saving one little, like opening the fold and just saving I one mean, little sliver? Honestly, my kids kind of do that because they like the dredges in the packet. Okay, and then using that to top it, it is gonna cook if you have a broth, broth, but not necessarily if you have a sauce, but you just, even if it cooks a little bit, you're gonna get a textural difference yes. between the noodles that you have cooked properly and the ones you add on top yes. for a little bit of crunch. 
We mentioned crispy broccoli as an option. Yes. But what about any other like crispy oh. edamame or chickpeas as fried a Fried shallots. Oh, fried shallots. Or fried onions. Yes. Which, you know, people may not realize that you can fry shallots and onions and then keep them in a jar yes. for a little while. They will keep yes. for, I don't know, like about a week. Or Let's also, you can just buy store-bought French crispy <laughs> You can do that, too. You can do that, too. You know who's going to have the best ideas for Flavor Bombs? Who? Our community. Always. Join our community by visiting didn'tijustfeedyou.com backslash community. We offer a free listeners group and also our supporting membership that comes with hella perks. Hella. <laughs> Including those exclusive episodes we mentioned we mentioned at the top of the episode, live events, lifetime access to our private Instagram fee, and a huge quarterly giveaway. Speaking of Instagram, you can find us there as at Didn't I Just Feed You. You can also subscribe to our newsletter from there or directly from our site. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you get your podcasts so that you don't miss an episode. A huge thank you, as always, to our editor, Samantha Gatsik. I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Stay sane and well fed until next week. Which I always say at the end of another one in the can. <laughs>